Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Grain by Train podcast for Grain Week 36, where we discuss how rail service performance is impacting the movement and export of Western Canadian grain. I'm Greg Northey from Pulse Canada, and I'm joined by Milt Proyer of QGI Consulting, who manages the Ag Transport Coalition, a consortium of agriculture groups that produce data and reports on rail service and performance. How are you doing today, Milt? Good, Greg. Nice to be with you again. So week 36 report came out on the ATC. Uh, some pretty good performance. Uh, what do you think about what we saw from CNCP in week 36? Well, I think we had a bit of a watershed moment in week 36 with CN. They broke through the 90% order fulfillment ceiling, which was quite an achievement given the performance that we've seen so far uh, through this grain year. Just to put a little context around that number, uh, their actual number was 93% order fulfillment. That was the best performance uh, that we've seen from CN in almost a year. Uh, the last time they got over the 90% order, order fulfillment threshold, we were in week 45 of the last grain year, which is sometime in early June of uh, that year. How did they do it? Well, kind of what we've been harping on for you know week after week after week on our podcast. We saw the best car spotting performance from them since December. They had a lower than average carryover of unfulfilled orders from the prior week. And that's a number that's been going down steadily over the course of the last month for them. And they had very strong performance in what are frankly their key corridors, which is Vancouver and Prince Rupert. And in Vancouver, they uh, managed 88% performance and in Rupert, 98% performance, both of which were much, much higher than what they have done on a year-to-date basis so far. CP, on the other hand, I would say they held steady, uh, a bit of a dip from uh, the week before, but they did continue their strong car spotting performance, 5,000 plus cars for five straight weeks. That's a very good number. They haven't done that since December. Um, and despite the fact that their carryover went up a little bit, uh, you know, they had gotten that down under 500 orders a week for the last two weeks, and then it jumped up to uh, 663 in week 36. Despite that, I'm, you know, I wouldn't be overly concerned about that, at least not in the near term. So all in all, pretty positive week. Question is, of course, is it going to hold going forward? Yeah, it seems to be the question we always ask ourselves each week. Uh, obviously, good performance, uh, nice to see, but a little disappointing that it's uh, been such a long time coming to see that kind of on-time performance that, that we'd like to see from the railways. Um, Provincially, did things shake out pretty much as expected with these kind of high numbers? Uh, anything of anything to note? Um, yeah, pretty much what you would expect given the performance that we saw at a system level. Um, when you look at CN or CP's performance across the three prairie provinces, uh, nobody, if you will, uh, saw anything less than 81% order fulfillment, and that was CP's performance in uh, Alberta. Everything else was quite a bit higher than that right across the board. So pretty even and consistent um, across all the provinces. Manitoba is noteworthy in some respects. They had near perfect performance from both CN and CP for the third straight week. Um, one of the things I think that's driving that is we're seeing the uh, percentage of orders to the Thunder Bay corridor pick up quite significantly on traffic originating in Manitoba which is always the case, right? When that port is open, a disproportionate um, percentage of orders that originate in Manitoba go to Thunder Bay. 
And CN and CP have kind of been blowing the doors off through the first uh, five shipping weeks. CN is averaging 93% order fulfillment and CP is averaging 90%. You know, for CN, that's better than they did last year at this stage for that corridor and for CP about the same. So, you know, Manitoba is being treated very well, but uh, all in all, the province is pretty good in week 36. Yeah, it's really interesting to see Manitoba's performance and particularly due to the result of, of Thunder Bay. And it, I think it shows generally how, you know, having a close port uh, is functioning really well, what kind of impact it really can have on, on the overall performance of the supply chain. It, it really does stand out and, and something that we, you know, it's really valuable to have that, have that outlet for uh, Western Canadian grain, particularly from Manitoba. Um, for the look ahead, uh, you know, there's some positive signs here. We're obviously seeing some, some good, good trends. Um, last week we discussed a little bit about, about demand and whether it would remain high. Traditionally it has been, you know, lower, but uh, last year we always saw, saw demand continue through, through COVID. Um, one more week of data to look at, uh, any particular trends, uh, uh, you want to flag for us? Well, I think, I think much like what we talked about last week, uh, as you noted, um, we are seeing some relative consistency and positive signs for some key indicators that tend to drive order fulfillment performance. You know, it's about the capacity issue. So we've seen improved car spotting performance from both railways now over the course of the last month, CP performing very well and CN, you know, climbing that hill, getting to the level that they need to be. Um, the, the carryover situation, which is directly driven from order fulfillment performance, because the worse you perform, the more orders you carry forward, that has gotten better and has consistently for the most part been coming down over the course of the last four to six weeks. The networks seem to remain relatively uncongested. Uh, we've had a bit of a spike in idle car counts on the system, particularly with CP here in the last four or five days. I'm not sure if that's going to be meaningful. Um, I guess we'll know when we do the order fulfillment performance for week 38, which is about when it would show up if it turns into anything. On the demand issue, you know, um, we learn a little bit more every week, but uh, with every week that goes by, it does start to look a little bit like last year, which, as you mentioned, was the anomaly. Thunder Bay is off to a roaring start again this year. The numbers are almost identical. Um, you know, for context, the first five weeks of the shipping year last year, there was something like 7,400 hopper cars ordered for the Thunder Bay corridor. And this year, through that same time period, the number is 7,500. So uh, we're not seeing much of a difference there yet. And along with that, the demand in the West Coast corridors, which obviously is extremely important for CN and also very important for CP, um, you know, when we look over the last six weeks, which is when you would traditionally start to see that, that dip as traffic levels slow a little bit as grain runs out and we head into summer. So far this year, volumes are 2% higher, tracking 2% higher than last year. So there's no, there's no signs that, that demand is going to, you know, relent. It may, um, but not yet. And just to add to that, when we look at the grain monitor reporting, which just came out for week 36, we can see that country deliveries are basically carrying at, at last year's levels through week 36. So, you know, from the farm to the elevator is not slowing down either. So it's hard to see how, how much is going to change. But, 
it can, of course, as we know. So the question, of course, is how are the railways going to handle it? Are we going to see some durability and performance? Um, time will tell. Yeah, thanks, Milton. You mentioned the idle cars, and the ATC does publish a, a daily report, so that that captures some of that, and it's often something we look at to see, you know, potentially what could be coming down the the pipe as far as order fulfillment uh, in the following week. So. For those interested, you can you can see check out those daily reports on the ATC website. Um, the demand has been interesting. We saw at least in the pulse sector, we did see some 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 slight dip in in exports and demand. But uh, over the past couple of weeks, it's it started to to uptick again, and it looks like yeah that 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 traditional dip that we would usually have seen uh, was either very short or just a blip because where the demand continues. So. Definitely something to keep an eye on for the industry. Obviously, good news that the demand for our, all of our crops are out there uh, globally. So, well, thanks a lot, Milt. Really appreciate your time again today. Uh, for those of you who are interested in looking at the reports, you can go to agtransportcoalition.com. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. <laughs>